All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to part two. I am Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, here with the Steelers preview. This is the fun stuff. This is when we get into the nitty-gritty of the upcoming matchup. This is the Steelers and the Texans in week three. Joining me, as always, Dave Schofield, the other co-editor, and Brian Anthony Davis, the the PP, the podcast producer. He's a happy PP tonight, which is always a good thing. Right, right, Brian, you're happy, right? Hey, when your PP <laughs> is, uh, is feeling good and flowing well, you know... <laughs> It's a good night. Oh, my gosh. Let's talk about some X factors, will we? Let's talk about X factors for the game. This could be from either team. The player that you think could potentially be, we'll call it a linchpin for success. Uh, who do you, Brian, we'll start with you. Who do you think is the X factor coming into week three? For the Pittsburgh Steelers, it's James Conner. Mm, okay. I, I have been down on him. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to do that anymore because he comes back – he is the heart of a champion. He comes back when he's down. He hears what idiots like me are saying about him, that his time is up, and he comes in, and he plays pretty good football. When when he has lanes to run in, he's pretty strong. Um, I, loved, uh, I loved what he was mustering up last week. We talked just a little bit ago on this show in part one that it's re- very important for the Steelers to establish a running game. That's something Dave and I both agreed on. Um, that's going to set up the pass. And then then uh, once you have that set up, just mix it up and kill him any way you can. But it's going to be James Conner to go ahead and do that. All right, Dave, well, who's your X factor? You know what? I have two. So I would like to yield to you. So then that way maybe um, I don't want to take one of yours. So I'll, okay. I'll, I'll do yours. Mine is – I. W- this is tough because I think this is a really important part of the game, but I, I, I can't pin it on just one player because it, you can't. Mm-hmm. Um, so my X factor is going to be the Steelers' ability to put pressure on Deshaun Watson without blitzing. Like that's as, as I know I'm breaking my own rules, but mm-hmm. this is this reminds me anytime they play a Lamar Jackson or a Deshaun Watson or even a Patrick Mahomes because he's mobile too, but not that type of mobile. It reminds me when they used to play Michael Vick and they used to say, well, what they say? You got to cone him in. You got to rush with just your front. You can't blitz him because he's going to make you pay. You got to cone him in. And I'll never forget that game in 2000. And was it 2002, Brian? They went to overtime, ended up in a tie with Atlanta at Heinz field. Tommy Maddox. That was a great game. Was that 2002? It was indeed November 2nd of that year. I was there. Plexigo Burris caught that ball on the goal line to win it. The no, Hail he Mary. caught it at the one. That was he the caught it the one. But the, the, he his feet were in the end zone, but the ball was still out outside. Two hundred and fifty four yards, a team record at that time. And I'm sitting there in the stadium, like can't believe they they did this. And to your point, what you're saying about Michael Vick in that game, he converted two third and eighteens. Yeah, mm. by himself. Yes. <laughs> so that's the thing with Deshaun Watson is that. You think you have him, and if you sell out and you miss, he's going to burn you. Whether it's through the air, he's got a big arm. I think he's more accurate than Vic was throwing the football. I think he's a better thrower of the football than Vic was, but he's just as athletic. The Steelers have to be able to keep him in the pocket. That's where you can do your damage, and that's what you've seen success so far this season. So my X factor is going to be the Steelers' ability to rush and cone in uh, Deshaun Watson without selling out on the blitz. I'm not saying they don't blitz, but they just don't blitz with the frequency that they have in weeks one and two. Dave, go ahead. See, that's why I yielded to you. 
because <laughs> I was going to have a similar answer, but I was going to say whatever linebacker they had to choose to kind of spy on Watson. So you think well, they I'm will assuming, spy? Who, who I was assuming like a Devin Bush. I don't think they will spy. I don't know him. if they'll do, do that or not, but but what the way you I, I'm not sure. Who, who else are you really scared of? I, I mean, I don't know. So that's why you you almost want to dedicate someone else to him. But it's only when you're rushing four. You can't you can't send yeah. extra guys and do that as well. I think you, what you said was better. So I'm going to go with my other one. I'm going to go with one Eric Ebron because yes. in six career games against the Texans, he has four touchdowns. You know he, he's always done yeah. well against the Texans with a with, you know as a matchup. So I think if the steel all the steel's got to do is say hey you you know he's done well against this team let's utilize that. And like Ben was saying this week, was it Ben or was it coach Tomlin? Either one of them that was saying about Ebron is, you know, just wait, he's getting going. Just, yeah, you know, get your popcorn ready is another way they could have said it. So I'm going to go with Ebron. Okay. Brian, just quick. He answered it. I answered, you think they're going to spy on Watson in this game? They're going to have one player dedicated to keeping an eye on him. I think they need to. um, Because if I had a choice to, if I'm starting a team and I had a choice, but, between Watson and Lamar Jackson, I'm going Watson. And he is just as dangerous as Lamar Jackson. I mean, hey, Lamar is great. I'm not saying he's not. But Watson is a lot better than anybody thinks, and he does not have the talent around him. That's, uh, I was going to say, put Deshaun Watson with a decent offensive line. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If you're, if you're right. going to spy him, if you're going to spy on him, I use Mike Hilton to do it. That's what I would Ooh. put it. I would use nice. Mike Hilton. Nice. Ooh, not use a Jeff. linebacker. Jeff, thinking outside the box. <laughs> <laughs> I would not use a linebacker because he's going to outrun a linebacker. Devin Bush wouldn't be able to keep up. With him. You don't think you don't think Bush can keep up with him? He couldn't even keep up with Noah Fant last week. Uh, no. <laughs> two weeks in there, Jefferson. Okay, all right. Jeffrey Benedict about that one. <laughs> oh, yeah, he don't don't bring that up with him. He won't be happy. All right, very good. Um, let's um, do you want to do over under now or do you want to do later? Go now. You brought all it up. Right. Do it. <laughs> let's do over under the over under game, which debuted last week. It was a huge success. Everyone was talking about it. And I mean, everyone did the three of us. So <laughs> over under, here we go for this week, week three, we're going to start off with Ben Roethlisberger touchdowns. Cause you know, I hate Ben Roethlisberger. So Ben Roethlisberger touchdowns, <laughs> the over under line is two and a half. Dave, what you got? Um, last, you know what? I'm I'm going to go under again because I think they're going to even the Steelers are going to have one or even two rushing touchdowns. Mm. So I think he's only going to get two touchdowns this week. So I'll say under the under Brian, two and a half. What's your line there? I am shout out to my Aussie guys, Aussie guys, excuse me. Under. under. <laughs> I think going, he gets two. He gets two. I'm going, I'm going over. He's getting three. Okay. Yeah. I think he's I would love three. to see it. I would, but just got to think it out a little bit. I think there's a big play uh, in his in the uh, holster this week. Uh, another maybe another big touchdown. I don't know if it's a Claypool, but he's got another one in him. All right, here's another the Biff. How do we not start with this one? Turnovers, turnovers. That's the team coughing it up. The line set at one and a half. Dave, what do you got? Under. How one. much? <laughs> so the streak continues. Brian, what about you? So the line's one and a half. Yes. Over two. Oh, they've got two turnovers. Yeesh. They have two turnovers in this game. I think they're in trouble. 
They could be. Hey, 2002. We keep talking about 2002 all the time. 24 to 6. I'm in the stands for that game. Houston gets 50 yards the entire game and wins 24 to 6. The Steelers turn it over all day, and that was the playoff team. How many pick sixes did Tommy Maddox throw that year? I think he threw like at least two. Yeah. (laughs) He threw two in that game. And I think they had, if I'm not mistaken, they had a kickoff return as well. Oh, that was a fun time. The defense shut him down. (laughs) Okay. Takeaways. Takeaways. Steelers takeaways. Defense taking the ball away. Line is the same. One and a half. Brian, we'll start with you this time. Say it's going to be even. So it's two. Okay, so you think they're both well, yeah, yeah, just it's over. You're taking over. Yeah, All right. I'm taking the over. All right, Dave, good. I think I'm going to take the over as well. I think I'll go two. Okay, I'm going to take the under with one. Okay. And I think that the streak ends this week, by the way. I didn't say that. I think oh. the streak ends. I don't think they turn the ball over. You all say, see, I will talk about that. Hey, <laughs> I'm not doing that anymore because I, <laughs> I keep jinxing them, so – Okay, my, here we go. My go projection ahead, during before the season started, I think I did this on on. Well, I'd say it was Scobro show, but that was back when that was still called Stat Geek. I think my prediction was Week Four was when it ended. So there I still go. got to say there's more. All right, there'll be at least one. Steelers offensive rushing yards over under 135 total. So this is all everyone that could run mm-hmm. the football. If Ben rumbles his way to nine yards, that counts as rushing yards. Brian, we'll start with you. Over. Ooh, okay, Dave. I'm going to go over as well, but just because of who they're facing. Okay, I'm going to say uh, under. It's going to be like 125, not 135. Yeah. All right, next one. Offensive points scored over under 24. Oh, the... yeah. yeah. How many points have they scored this season in both games? 26. That's why I asked. I thought maybe you would go with that number. No. <laughs> no. So 24, Dave, what do you, you, I'll go you over? I'll go. They'll probably go 26. Now I, I don't know. We'll see when we get to the big, I'll, I'll right. stay over 24. Brian. I've already made my prediction for this game. So I'm going to say over. All right. Defensive points allowed 20. Dave over under. Well, you're kind of handcuffing me because I haven't figured out what I'm doing for my prediction yet. I'm going to go. I'm going to go under 20. Okay. Brian. Over. For me, I think that I, I I think it's uh what is my prediction? Where did I put it? No, it's right here. I, I think it's over. But um, I think twenty is the watermark for this team. If the defense can keep teams off twenty, I think they win a lot of games because I think the offense is good enough to score twenty. The last one sacks Steelers sacking the opposition, getting Deshaun Watson. The number is set at three and a half. Brian, what do you think? Under. Ooh, Dave. I'm going to say under as well. I'm going to say three just because he's, he is tough to get down. Although the Steelers have been tackling well and finishing, they've got to, they've, they've, they've got to finish. They can't two unfinished sacks is too many. So I'm going to say three, but I, I really hope I'm wrong. Over four. That's my guess. Over four. Okay. So there you have the over-under. Hope you all enjoyed that. Let's get to our prediction since we kind of hinted at that during that segment. So, Dave, really quick, update us on the over-under on this game as well as the spread because I think it's changed a little bit. Yes, the the spread has changed slightly according to the consensus at Odd Shark from even where we made our staff picks. 
What? Uh, when we said it before, well, our staff picks were where they were at minus three and a half. Yeah. Right now it's minus four. Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that that's changes everything. Four, and that's, um, and the over under is 45. No, nah, that doesn't change my pick. For this. <laughs> okay. Brian, do you want to go first with your prediction and how things pan out? And what's your final score? Yes, I will. So my final score is 30 to 24. There's always that game that's going to surprise you. And this is that game, unfortunately. Houston Tex- Texans are going to come into Heinz Field and take this game. And I hate to say it. I don't want to be that guy, but this is that Tampa Bay game from six years ago. This is that game that the Steelers take lightly. And I'm just afraid of an 0-2 team that did not really play like an 0-2 team at some stretches against Kansas City and against Baltimore. This is a a very proud team, and I'm afraid of this team. So hope I'm wrong, but I'm going with the loss this week. Gosh, get that out of the way. Dave, go ahead. This week, I – how do I say this? I think the Steelers know this is the best team they've played so far. And the better the team, the more together they come out whenever they play. Uh, maybe not the start, but we can. We don't want to go into that too much with how they start off, especially on offense and opening drives. But the Texans are no better, um, so I'm going to go with 27 to 17 Steelers. 27 17. Yes. All right. I think this is a game, uh, and you'll hear me explain this more on my Let's Ride podcast Friday morning about how I think the offense needs to step up in this game. And I think this is the first time since 2018 that the Pittsburgh Steelers will score 30 or more points. I think that the final score is Steelers 31, 23 for the Houston Texans. I think the Texans are going to give them a run. I think the Steelers might make a couple plays down the stretch. It's going to be a good game. I really do think if it's a blowout, I know some people in the live chat right now are predicting some crazy scores. If it's a blowout, trust me, you will not find a happier Steeler fan than this guy that's talking right now, because I would love nothing more than to be able to sit back in my lazy boy and just type about how the dominating Steelers continue to dominate. But at the same time, there is talent on this Houston Texans team, whether you're talking Brandon cooks, even though he's been on the injury report Deshaun Watson, we talked about him a lot. Don't forget about uh, David Johnson, Duke Johnson, who's a running back, used to play for Cleveland. Steelers know him well. They do have some weapons. They really do. Um, So I don't want anyone to think this is going to be a cakewalk. If it is, I'd be stunned. Not going to be upset. But, yeah, I think this is going to be a tough one. Go ahead, Brian. Go, Dave. I got to say something. I was going to pick the Steelers to score 31 points. And then I realized on my staff picks that I picked the under, so I couldn't do that. So I had to back it off. (laughs) I see this, you know, I see this game being a, a, there's going to be like some offensive fireworks in this game. I think it could be, I think there's going to be, I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see. Brian, what do you want to say? You know what? I, uh, I almost picked the Steelers in this game. I just have that sinking feeling, but I go into every day thinking this is the day that I get COVID. This is the day I get fired. This is the day that my, uh, the, that my wife leaves me and my dog snubbed me. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's one of those things. And I, I'm a positive guy. 
Are but, you really? Because that doesn't make that doesn't paint that picture. That doesn't, that that doesn't, doesn't scream that positive picture. there, Brian. That, you know, it doesn't. You don't wake up hearing sunshine, lollipops, <laughs> and rain. Like that's not you. The way that you just described yourself. You just described yourself waking up. Oh, today's the day I die. I'm gonna probably get hit by a train today. Here we oh. go. But no one gets that. No one knows that because I come off as sunshiny day. I. I that's my persona, but I have that inner worry. I know this team's not going 16 and 0. I want them to go 16 and 0. I think they really could beat the Texans. I think they should beat the Texans. I'm just going to be that guy that go goes ahead and picks it and then when when it happens, I'll be like, "All right, I got one. You guys suck. I got one." Hey. I I don't know. I've I've watched the Texans the last 2 weeks and I know they've played good good competition but at the same time i have not been impressed with them much at all i mean uh, you definitely can tell will fuller is not deandre hopkins let's put that right out there right at the bat go ahead dave what are we gonna say did, did you did the way did it taking overtime to beat the chargers kind of change your perception of the texans a little bit it did with me no. oh because well i guess with the chargers, I you're saying the chiefs with yeah the char- the no, with the chargers taking the chiefs to overtime and the chiefs you know taking it to the Texans made me think, I don't know, but for those in the live chat that are saying it's a trap, you know, Admiral Akbar, it's a trap. Um, no, this can't be a trap game because the Steelers know no he has no <laughs> idea what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> the Steelers know this is their best opponent so far. How can it yeah. be a trap game when it's the best team you've played so far? And they know this. Well, not to my press conference on Tuesday, not to mention anyone that has ever coached. And I've said this to my team. I coached 14 years at the high school level as a head coach and I didn't coach football, but it doesn't matter. I hated it when my team blew out another team. Why? Although I was really happy that they performed well. I loved to win and correct. And so when you can go into a film room and say, yeah, we won the game, but look at this. You all look like trash. You better focus up for next game or else you're going to get, you're going to get crushed. That's what Mike Tomlin's been doing all week. You think that they're coasting off of that 26 to 21 win over the Broncos. No, they almost lost that game. Some think they might, they should have lost that game. Trust me. They win Tomlin and the coaching staff are definitely having them dialed in by the fact that Deshaun Watson's coming to town. This defense is going to prove something. TJ Watts going to want to outperform his brother. I'll say it. I'll say it, we've kind of avoided the Watt discussion, really. But don't think for a second that TJ Watt, his brother gives him so much stuff publicly, whether it was his comments in training camp about when will you see your brother as an equal? He said when he wins three defensive player of the year awards, he hears all of it. And he can't say a thing because he hasn't done it yet. And I'm a little brother, okay? I'm a little brother. I have one sibling who's three years. And I know what it feels like. There's certain things that all you want to do is just rub it in their face and be like, ha, there, this is his chance. Because every other time they've played, I don't think JJ was playing. If you think back to like the Christmas Day game, he wasn't in the lineup. Yeah. He was injured. Um, so I don't know. That's what I'm saying. TJ Watt is going to be super motivated. And if you're Derek Watt, you probably want to get that. Put me back there. Let me Let me go get a chip on my brother. Let me go hit 99 in the hole. So, uh, Brian, you buying into that sibling competition? Oh, yeah, I, this one? I am. I've, I'm a little brother, but a little brother of a sister. So I really haven't had the nuggies and the beatings and the atomic wedgies and all of that. Um, but 
I understand that. So I could really see where uh, these guys want to go after each other. Yo, they compete. Not only do they compete for this, TJ and JJ compete for the love of who is the better uncle to Derek's son. I mean, they they go crazy with that. They they're buying them all this crazy stuff, and they're like, "Oh, he's gonna like me better." So it's like this sibling rivalry is so real. So that's gonna be entertaining, and you know that the network's gonna play it up. They're gonna the first time that uh, Derek goes after JJ uh, when James Connors running the ball. That's gonna be like circled in yellow ink, and they're gonna be talking all about it. Dave, you buying into the sibling rivalry here? Yeah. I am. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like I say, like Brian said, he never got the wedgies or the noogies. You know, I didn't much either because I it wasn't. I've said this on Scobro before, but since I'm on there with my bro, and uh, he was a little scrawny guy, and I wasn't, so I got to be bigger than him when I was very young. <laughs> so we were we 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 were pretty cool with each other, and uh, and everything. But I understand you. You kind of have those things that that you want to do. But I actually had as much of a rivalry with my sister, who was only a year older than me, but she was just a phenomenal female athlete. So I know how all all that goes. And anytime you have a chance, and it's not that you want them to do bad, you want them to do great. You just want to do even I agree with that. hundred percent. All right, Dave, let's get to trivia time. Let me put on my dunce cap. All right, we're ready to go. The idiot's ready. Go ahead and fire. Okay. So here we go. I got to bring up the, the, the right thing. The Steelers. Oh, Jeff, you love it. You love it. Let's talk the streak. Let's talk the streak that he had Which going one? on. Good one or bad? The bad one. The one you okay. love to talk about more than anything. Yeah. They, <laughs> yes. They've gone 59 straight games with at least regular season games with at least one sack. But what is the number of the bad streak? 25. They are 25 straight games with a turnover. turnover. Where do you think that ranks all time in Steeler history? Ooh. Steeler history? No, not NFL. Steelers history. I'm going to say it's second. Brian? I guess it's not first. I I thought it was first, actually. (laughs) So it must not be. Um, I'll just go three then. Let's go third. Okay. Well, let's just say this. This past week, they broke the tie that they had with the Steelers from November 21st of 1976 to October 8th of 1978. They went 24 straight games. And that moved them into fifth place on the list. They would have to double. If they doubled this streak, they still wouldn't even get to number two. They would still be there. Oh my third. gosh. Are we because, talking about really old school? Um, the, the longest one is pretty old school. The longest Wait. one of 66 games by the Steelers is from December of 1949 to October of 1955. <laughs> number two. Of Nick Shiner 50, probably had something to yeah, do with that. Number two <laughs> of 52 games went from 60 to 64. But, um, and, and then, I mean, the one that's right ahead of them is actually the, the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Pittsburgh Steelers because it was Yeesh. from 39 to 41. Yeah. Um, but the other one is in the 60s. So, yeah, modern, it's up there. I mean, they they had 23 straight games in the 90s. You know, so you're thinking that it's historically bad. It's only currently bad. It's still historically, bad. Historically, <laughs> it, it's – well, what do you think it compares to the NFL overall? What do you think the number one streak of consecutive turnover games would be overall in the NFL? 
How many games do you think? Well, if you said Steelers history was, they could double it and still only be like third. Yeah. I don't know. Shoot. 75 games. (laughs) I don't know. I'm going to go 62. Uh, 75 games would put you, no, would put you seventh. The number one on the list is the Chicago Bears from 1941 to 1951, a decade (laughs) of 116 straight games with at least one turnover. (laughs) So to put this in perspective, it's not good, but it's not that bad. <laughs> a so, whole decade of turning whole, it over at least once a game. Oh, yep. my God. October of 41 to November of 51. Dang. Um, if you want to go, let's see a, a date that would would have started uh, post-merger. Post-merger, how about the Cleveland Browns of 67 games from 1976 to 1981? Well, so, incredible. Yes, so it's there. But we also got to remember the Steelers have another little streak going on where they're I think they're I think they're fourth in the NFL of consecutive games with a takeaway. Because hmm. they have they have eight consecutive games with a takeaway. Okay. And what stinks is they had just had an eight consecutive game streak before they had one game, only one game last year they didn't have a takeaway. Was that the Thursday? No, night Monday, or... no wait a second. I don't know if it was the only game, but it was the game that, that ended their current streak and started their recent one. Was that the Thursday night game in Cleveland? Thursday night game in Cleveland. And the, the current NFL streak of consecutive games with at least one takeaway right now belongs to the Baltimore Ravens. If it's regular season, because postseason they didn't have a takeaway. Um, uh, they have 15 games. And the last time they did not have a takeaway, the Baltimore Ravens was in last season in week three against the Kansas City Chiefs, which just so happens to be their week three opponent on Monday night. There you go. Drop let me throw, college. Let I'm me throw it. something in there real quick. For anybody that's getting worked up over this streak, mm-hmm. remember the fact that Dave just mentioned that the 1976 Steelers, they just broke a tie with. That was, uh, that was a team that really could have won the Super Bowl, hadn't Franco and Blyer gotten hurt um, down the stretch. They had a great defense that year. And you look at the 1979 team, there were there were games that uh, Bradshaw and uh, the team turned over the ball seven times in that Super Bowl winning season. Bradshaw um, only has two. He's only plus two as far as interceptions in his career. Uh, touchdowns and interceptions. They turned over the ball a lot and won four Super Bowls. So think about that. All right, I asked the live chat for some questions, and I got there was a comment on our YouTube video last week saying, "Oh, Jeff asked for questions, and then they don't even read any of them." Well, first and foremost, we try to keep it to an hour. Secondly, if someone puts a live, uh, if they give us a donation, I'm we're going to read that question. So back off. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> okay, real, <laughs> real quick, <laughs> Maddie Peveril says. Will Highsmith play more than 30 snaps? Dave, go. What do you think? Oh, what's he on what's he on pace for now? I don't know. I mean, he's got what, like six, maybe eight, no, you know, maybe even ten. Yeah. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say yes. Or I mean for the season? I don't know. Or for the game. Specify. Well, if you're talking for the game, no way. But if you're talking for the season, then yeah. Brian, you agree? Yeah. He, All right. Next question. DJ2YT only. Assume the entire O-line o- is healthy. How short of a leash would Chooks have 
before you move Filer back and put Dotson in at guard? Well, Brian, we'll start with you. You hate Chukes of core four. Why don't you go ahead and start? Chukes is fine. Don't I mean, I really don't think they uh, they want to put a short leash on him. You know, unless he didn't blow anything up last week. We saw what he did in the Rams game last year. I'm, I'm giving him a chance now. So, uh, you know, I don't think there's too short of a leash. Dave? Yeah, same here. He actually, for those of you, if you, whether you care about PFF rankings or not, a lot of times they they baffle me. What Because one thing that baffled me is he was graded higher than Dotson this past week. Mm-hmm. They had him having a slightly better game than Dotson. And I thought Dotson played outstanding. So I I think it's as much of also how Pouncey plays. Because I thought Pouncey and Chooks both played very well with Dotson there. And it's nothing against David DeCastro. Sometimes just the way guys work together, it works better. So I I, I don't know moving Filer back to tackle is, is the answer unless Filer's just not getting it done as much at guard, but he, he, they had him graded higher than Dotson as well. To me, Chooks, it's a shame. Dotson got a game ball. Dotson's everyone's talking about Dotson. I thought Chooks played a great game. Yeah. No one was really mentioning his name, but then again, he's experienced. He's been there, done that. So go ahead, Brian. If the roles are reversed and he's the rookie and Dotson's the three-year man, Chooks yeah. gets the game ball. All right, real quick, Dusk Thunder 9. Will Ben throw for 4,000 yards this year? Dave, what do you think? Uh, he's on pace, too. So that was what I said. I When I did Stat Geek that uh, you could listen to th- for, uh, that came out Thursday morning, I said 4,000 was right was right around the mark. So I'll say 4,001. Okay, Brian? I'm going to bring out my inner Yinzer and say, you can can on it. <laughs> was that Yinzer? <laughs> you can can on it. That's an Australian Yinzer there. Ben's going to can You can't rip my Yinzer. My Yinzer is decent. Oh, we can. All right. Rodney says, is McFarland suiting up Sunday? Dave, what do you think? Um, He got a helmet last week. He did, and he didn't play a snap. Nope. So I don't understand the point other than having him out there. I would honestly, that they probably will. I thought he got it last week because of Connor coming off of an injury. Even if it's just for special teams, put put a helmet on UG3 instead. But yes. I'm not the one making the decision, so it'll probably be McFarland. Brian? Check out my Factor Fiction article that's coming out this weekend, and you'll get the answer to that. And I'll give you a spoiler alert. Benny Snell fumbles in week one. Benny Snell fumbles in week two. You got to look at what's around the corner and what else you've got, and they're going to do that. So, yes. Fact. all right there you go <laughs> okay let's last question this is something i heard on the uh the know your enemy i actually brought it up in the second part and that was you think there's any way we'll see tj watt as a tight end eligible since he used to play tight end we saw jj do that is there any chance that mike tomlin has a trick up his sleeve and says hey we're on the goal line or maybe it's a two-point conversion t TJ, get out there. Dave, any odds? What are the odds of that? Honestly, I would say there is a chance, especially if the Steelers are winning the game and it's the it's out and the game's not in question. I could see TJ going in eligible as a tight end and Derek as a fullback just for them to say that all three were on the field at the same time, but it's only if the outcome isn't yeah. in question. Brian? No way. Not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. You know. Nope. He doesn't want style points. 
He's not a style points guy. He doesn't care about that kind of stuff. If uh, if he was a baseball manager and a guy is throwing a no hitter, and uh, he's going to pull him out in the ninth inning if he wants to pull that guy out. That's Mike Tomlin. There you go. All right, final thoughts, gentlemen. Uh, Brian, we'll start with you tonight. You know, I think this is going to be a fantastic ball game, and I really uh, am hoping that I'm going to be wrong. I flip-flopped all day long on this pick, but this is going to be a special season. You're not going to go undefeated in the special season, but you're going to find out definitely who the Pittsburgh Steelers are. Even if they do lose, you're going to feel a lot better about them because this is, this team is is starting to brew and they're starting to find out who they are. But I just have that sinking feeling. That's why I went the way I went, but going to be a great ball game. And hey, I'm wrong a lot. Dave, final thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those this is this is just kind of one of those games that week 1 the Steelers won by 10 points. They gave up six points late, and yet that game felt like to me, oh, a couple things that they wouldn't have gone the Steelers' way. This could have been this could have been even diff- more different. Uh, they're you know, and I didn't like it. Last week, nothing went their way that could have gone either way, and 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 they won. So this week, playing this opponent, it's like as long as they play clean football and they don't have penalties calling back touchdowns, and they don't have just that. One that that one play, that one negative play on offense, you know, the you know, like a fumble on a jet sweep or an, or a holding call or something like that that kills drives. If they play clean, but that's what you can say about the Steelers every week. That if see a game like last week, they didn't play clean and we're still able to win. They've got to clean it up to win this game. I hope that they that they clean it up. Remember, as I said in in the stat geek. The Pittsburgh Steelers and Houston Texans are two of the three NFL teams that have yet to get a first down on their opening drive in 2020. So uh, hopefully that gets remedied in the right direction and not the wrong direction on Sunday. For me, my final thought is that I think that what everyone hopes for is that they see the Steelers take a step in the right direction on Sunday. Offensively, it would be more consistency running the football, not turning the ball over. On defense, it would be showing a little bit more of a prowess in the back end, not giving up as many passing yards, not committing so many penalties, and not giving up as many third-down conversions. If we see that, not only will the Steelers win, but I think Steeler Nation will be really, really happy heading into week four. There will be much less to complain about, but then again, that's what we do best is complain. (laughs) So with that said, thank you for checking us out, whether you're watching live on YouTube or whether you are listening in audio. Remember, check out our audio platform uh, anywhere you listen to your podcast, Spotify, uh, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Anchor, Pandora, you name it. There's others. Search behind the steel curtain, search Steelers. You'll find us. We thank you for hanging out for us. Uh, Make sure... (laughs) What Felicia says, heck, it's not a Steelers game. Your butt cheeks isn't eating the seat cushions. Oh, Felicia. (laughs) That's true. That's a good way to end the show. Thank you, Felicia. Hey, enjoy your weekend, everyone. Enjoy the game on Sunday. Be sure to check us out for the post-game show. Have a great day. Go Steelers. We'll see you. Hey.